Welcome back to another episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your hosts and cult leaders, Jordan Garcia, and with me, as always, is the gust of wind that blew up Marilyn Monroe's skirt in the seven-year itch. Armando Arvizu here, and I'm definitely that fan that blew up that wind, but uh, in more ways than one, sir. But Jordan, what do we do besides blow each other, uh, blow wind at each other's asses on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast? <laughs> well, um, we do that, sure. But what we also do is we like to talk about a film that's on the Criterion Cult, blow a little air up their ass, Ooh. and then we right. bring a film a that, hot. We, that we believe should belong in the collection to blow a little more air up their ass in hopes that... You know, and then we kind of talk about it, talk about the film that we, we, you know, each of us brings and see if it really belongs there and hope that the Criterion Cult's listening and they take us up to that big and Criterion hope those closet. Uh, maybe agree with us. Or, you know, help us vote these things yeah. in or out, you know, or, help us out. There's only two of us and, yeah. you know, we'd like a little, you know, a little we need help. A little support. You know? And so today is my I like episode. Like that wind. Yeah. <laughs> and today is my episode. And today we're talking about insignificance from 1985. And then my pick that I'm bringing later is Mr. Lonely from 2007 from Harmony Kareen. But mm. first, insignificance. Uh, let me get, give you some ex- insignificance information. It's directed by Nicholas Rogue, who did Don't Look Now. We did an episode on that. We if you want to go back, uh, you know, take it back to the old school. Yeah. We have a good episode on that. And it stars Gary Busey. Who plays Joe DiMaggio, and I'm doing that in quotations because he's technically just a ball player. The ball player, but uh, yeah. you get it. You but, know. but you're supposed to, yeah. yeah. And Tony Curtis is in this, and he plays, in parentheses, Senator Joseph McCarthy, but he's just a senator. And then Teresa. Sweaty senator. Yeah. And then Teresa he Russell. He that fan. Well, More than Monroe. Yeah, he needed something. <laughs> he needed a bath. They all needed a bath. <laughs> Teresa Russell, who plays Marilyn Monroe, again, but the, the actress. actress. And then Michael Emel, who plays Albert Einstein, who's just the professor. Who just and then, has M- E equals MC squared on his sweater for some reason. Yeah, just and he just looks like Albert Einstein in the most ridiculous like SNL skit way. He like yeah, and he <laughs> sticks his tongue out like anyone would, you know. In the way that it's like that poster, yeah, huh? that I didn't even poster. think of yes. that. Oh my god, that's why he's lot. sticking out his yes. fucking tongue. That's, this is exactly why he does it. Okay, and that's why I'm here. And I just want to give a real quick shout out. Uh, to Raymond J. Barry, who plays uh, Gary Busey, DiMaggio's dad in the flashbacks. Mm-hmm. He also plays, and so in, I feel like he's sort of the the wrong kid died uh, dad in that in that scene. And okay. he also plays that in Walk Hard. He plays the dad <laughs> in Walk Hard. He tells him the wrong kid died. <laughs> oh, Just wanted to damn. give a shout out that's, to that guy. That's crazy. But, it is crazy. But one thing about this movie, was it, were they all orphans? Well, I don't know. Because doesn't aren't they? Do always, they show Mc, uh, are they, McCarthy's? Are they, at, are they at camp? Um, that's a good question. I don't think uh, DiMaggio was an orphan. He just had like a dad who was like an asshole. Yeah, shitty dad. Yeah. So basically, but, all right. Well, a yeah, quick okay. synopsis, really quick, is that it's about four 1950s icons meet in the same hotel room, and two of them discover more in common between them than they ever anticipated. That's what it's about, right? Whoa, so it's did like, they? Oh. well, I mean, it's like you know, because Albert Einstein and Mel Monroe talk. I guess, and, and yeah, it's Einstein. like people, you know, general people wouldn't think they uh, could that, talk to each right. other. And, and so, I'm sorry, what were you saying before I said this? You were you were asking something. Oh, were they all orphans? 
Oh, okay. All the that's flashbacks felt like they were orphans or something. Or it or felt maybe like they, they were, were in some camp. S- well, you know, they were probably in some sort of poverty, yeah. I would imagine. Uh, you know, especially Marilyn Monroe. I know she might have been an orphan. Uh, I know was she, she? Or, or was she was just Norma Jean was, uh, she had a, like, you know, just one of those hick families where it was a bunch of kids. Okay. Maybe it know? was like some camp thing, I guess. I don't know. Where, it was really weird. Flashbacks. But, you know, again, it's not necessarily supposed to be It was insignificant, but. <laughs> well, it's not, it's not supposed to be them uh, specifically right yeah. so you know they're 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 kind of uh playing around with their past a little bit right yeah, they might well, be stretching yeah, exactly things. yeah i, I think just, only albert einstein is the one who's obviously albert einstein because he has flashbacks of the neutron bomb mm-hmm. right so a, a quick kind of more of a better and synopsis the Nazis and stuff too right it's like you know oh yeah we were burning people you know yeah so if anybody has seen one night in miami recently <clears throat> which is a very which good is coming film. Coming to the Criterion and Collection. And coming to the Criterion Collection, Regina King, mm-hmm. uh, one of the very, very first, not first, but she's one of the few who are first black women who's coming to the Criterion Collection. Thank you. And goodness. this is her first movie, right? And it's Feature? her first uh, director. She's directed debut. like TV and stuff like yeah, that. But yeah, yeah. This is her first film. Yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Nice. Awesome. And One Night in Miami is actually, you know, it's a little more, uh, it's a little more upbeat and spicier than this one. Yeah. So it's glad to see it toe to toe with insignificance in the yeah. collection, but. So it, it has that vibe, right? Yeah. It's this idea of these four people that really never interacted with each other, but they were they happened to be in the same area around the same time. So what if, right? It's like, yeah. a what if? Yeah. What if they did talk to each other? What if Marilyn Monroe and Albert Einstein fucking hung out in the same hotel room and discussed the laws of physics or all the things that Albert Einstein talks about with yeah. smart people? Mm-hmm. Maybe Marilyn Monroe smart. And then what if you have Joe DiMaggio banging on the door what if Joe DiMaggio was fat and simple? What if Joe DiMaggio wanted two meatball subs? <laughs> Give me two, Utah. Give me two, Einstein. Can you M equals square that? <laughs> and then what if Senator, Senator McCarthy was a really horny and sweaty Tony Curtis? Yes. Which, again, and we go. We got a full circle jerk going here. Because yes. Tony Curtis was in Some Like It Hot with the original Mary Monroe. He was, do- he was, he was, he was doing the old uh, mass fucking... <laughs> With yeah. the big tongue out dog, like a uh, fox. What is it? Like, yeah, yeah it's, cartoon that, fox? it's that Tex Avery uh, Red yeah. Riding Hood there cartoon you go. where he's banging himself on the head. You know, yeah, like, that's yeah. like, a, and then he's doing it here too yeah. as oh, as yeah. Joseph McCarthy. He's still like jerking off to Marilyn Monroe, which but is a lot a full sweatier circle than jerk. that fox was. Yeah, which, but it's entertaining. Yeah, I kind of like was. it. I, I kind of like seeing that full circle coming back to there. You know, because remember, so it wasn't like. Um, Famously, that like whole production, like she was really hard to work with on that film, right? She always is, uh, always uh, has been, yeah. pretty much, yeah. And I wonder if Tony Supposedly. Curtis thought Teresa was a much better actress to work with, or something like that. You oh know? yeah, that's a good, you that's know? a good idea, that's a good question. Especially to ask. in his old age like this. And, yeah, he's you know? he's pretty much old. He's yeah. a lot older. I mean, I watched a little thing on the Criterion Channel because yeah, they have a available. making of. Yeah, they have a making of, but they also interview uh, the director mm-hmm. and I believe the cinematographer. Oh, I'm nice. not sure exactly yeah. who, but there's somebody else there, and they talk about, um, you know, how, uh, I don't know, just how interesting it was to have like those people play those things mm-hmm. yeah uh because it's not like you're really going for this actual likeness of that right yeah. they're they're not supposed to be exact, except like the albert einstein one is like i feel like again that's very they're really going for that well i mean yeah and, well, again, even, and again it's hard to not even be the actress is kind of like sure you know but the yeah. other two yeah i'm not sure like i don't know that's not my joe dimaggio 
Yeah, I mean, I don't really. I mean, I don't have like a face of Joe DiMaggio. Mm-hmm. I know who Joe DiMaggio is. I understand. I know like his legacy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I just don't have like a face for him. It's not like someone who's like, well, I don't know if they, I don't know if you know me being a kid of the '90s. If they, if Gary Busey played Mike Piazza, I'd notice <laughs> that he doesn't look like Mike Piazza. <laughs> oh, but you wouldn't notice if you played Buddy Holly either. But <laughs> no, he he could look like Buddy. He sort of looked like Buddy Holly at that time. Okay, well, again, the point is, is that it wasn't really, it's one of those things where it's not supposed to be them, but it's yeah, supposed it's to give it a fantasy. It's one yeah. of those, like, yeah, fan, almost fan fiction kind of things. Where Yeah, so what, okay, so like, this is my... Like, because this is a play, right? It is you a know? play. And so yeah. I wonder who played them on the stage play. Because it probably wasn't them, but I could be wrong, you know? I didn't look I, into I that. I can't imagine. Yeah, that'd them. be those, these Maybe actors. Maybe probably the Einstein guy, because he doesn't seem like he has a very big IMDb. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah, a filmography or whatever. Yeah. Like. For sure, that maybe yeah. I, don't I don't know, but yeah. So we're we not here to give you the facts, people. <laughs> we're here to give you the eh, a yeah. shrug. <laughs> yeah, we're the, we're musing it. We're no know? Einsteins. Yeah, we're more Marilyn Monroe's. Well, we're sticking our tongue out. She's really okay. smart. Again, yes. Um. So okay, uh, this is our. This is my first time seeing it. This is your first yeah, time seeing first it. First time the, hearing about this film. The significance of that is that well, it's not my first time. I've actually been recommended it. People have told me to watch it. Oh, people yeah. have like told me that you will like it, Jordan. Oh, I've been wow. told by two people. <clears throat> that. These po- two people do not know you. I hope, or maybe I don't know you. I mean, I, I no, no. I just don't think that they know my taste completely. Mm-hmm. Maybe, but I think that I, I sort of get why they thought maybe I would like this. What? What? And well, what are those reasons? Well, Give because it's a, okay. So you know, at the time that they recommended to me, it was years ago, and I was just sort of watching like off kilter things, right? Mm-hmm. Just things that were I wasn't I didn't want to watch conventional Spielberg kind of biopics kind yeah. of you know basic stories I, I wanted to watch like weird you know stuff like you know where it's not completely weird not crazy but at the yeah. time when I back then stuff like Mr. Lonely which we'll talk about later which to me felt a little off kilter a little strange mm-hmm. and, and as opposed to the mainstream things and so I felt like a lot of people from what they knew that I was enjoying and liking. They felt like that I would like this, which makes yeah, sense. I, yeah, I can see that. It sort sure. of makes Definitely. sense, right? Yeah, it does. And and so I'm starting to like this movie more because you said that. I should. <laughs> I mean, I should have watched it then because yeah. I probably would have liked it a lot more. And I don't dislike the movie now. Mm-hmm. It's just that I think you know, as we talked about it before, we started recording how it didn't really keep my attention throughout the whole thing. Yeah, definitely. And again, that's not always necessarily a... a, 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 a that means it fucking sucks. Um, it just means that for the subject matter, like, for instance, like, one night... And I only compare it to this because it literally... This is the white man's one night, just, in, Mia- one night just, in Miami. One night in Miami. Okay. Yeah. And it's just, like, one night in Miami is going to be in the collection. So it's like, you know, I'm just comparing it in that sense. Mm-hmm. But... One Night in Miami is just more, it's more lively. You know, the conversations are more yeah. lively and it's more like, oh, I would have rather, have, you know, it still has a somberness in the same way that this film does. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to listen to those people talk about the things that they're talking about, it's just more uh, relevant. It's just more immediate and, and you care more. And you're just like, oh, what what would Malcolm X have said to Muhammad Ali yeah. and fucking Sam Cooke and uh, Jim Brown at this time when they were all sort of in the, in the midst of this shit, yeah, you know? Yeah. And... You know, here it's it's about you know the idea of the war that happened and the and the bomb and everything and, and everything post war and, and all this stuff. Yeah. But you know, I don't really know or really care. I sure as hell don't care about Senator Senator, Senator McCarthy. Yeah, not I at all. I don't yeah. really give a shit about Joe DiMaggio and his fucking fucked up relation with Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. 
And I do really care about Marilyn Monroe. And I'm very interested in in, in Albert Einstein, but mm-hmm. they're not really portrayed or they're not really done in a way because they're they're a pretty big chunk of the film. Yeah, yeah. they're not really it's done mostly in a way a chunk because yeah, even like the Tony Curtis character kind of falls to the wayside right. at some point in in the middle of the film, you know. Yes, where and then he comes back is like, oh yeah, I forgot about that guy. Where what yeah, what was happening with him, you know? Yeah, but, but yeah. I don't. It doesn't really. Not they're they're. I get that they're. Their conversations are supposed to be engaging mm-hmm. because it's Marilyn Monroe and Albert Einstein, and they're talking about these things. And maybe yeah. again at that time, you know, in in eighty five, which I had just been born, so you know, they might have got me then. Well, but, the movie uh, came I was out in, in eighty five, but it's not taking place in eighty five. Well, no, no, no. But I'm saying that if I would have seen it in eighty five, because I was just born, they may have got, they may have got me then, but I wasn't born yesterday, mm. pal. Yeah. And so, yeah, I get it. Oh, that's. Well, cool. you're born today. I'm. I was like, I get it. Marilyn Monroe is talking about this stuff to you know Albert Einstein. I get that. Yeah. that that's cool. That's interesting. But you not, you aren't keeping me interested in terms mm. of the dialogue and the way that, yeah. it, you know what they're saying. But Nicholas Rogue, I believe, is directing his ass off in this film yeah uh, that's one of the things that i really did notice is well maybe not him directing but obviously the cinematography of the film you know well it just looks really beautiful like like, yeah but both i think a lot of his camera movements and Mm -hmm. a lot of things that he does really keep you engaged enough where the conversation again is not what's keeping me engaged it's like his direction it's his camera movements it's where you know what what how he's framing stuff Mm -hmm. where he's framing it from it's just like certain angles things like that. even towards the end of the film where it's kind of like you know, you find, I don't know, the beauty in the chaos, you know? Oh, it's kind right. of that thing, you know? Like, and that's what the whole film is. Like, you know, like, this whole, like, kind of, like, it's just chaos, sort of. Because like, you don't know what's going on. And it's not as, like, you know, like, hammered in as it is towards the end when it is just, like, oh, like, what the fuck is going on? You know? Definitely. Just, like, all this, like, kind of beautiful chaos. Like, you know, and right. you find the beauty in that. And, like, finding the beauty in their conversations throughout the film. But... I wasn't feeling that, like, you know, like... I get you, yeah. Like, you know, like, before... What was it? Before Sunrise is the Richard Linklater film that we did this pre... The, you know, just this past episode. Yeah. Where it's like, yeah, those conversations and those musings and stuff like that are, like, really supposed to keep us interested, but, like... They're not always That hit. wasn't... I know that kind of wasn't hitting for me, like, either, but, I mean, I saw, like, the beauty in, like, you know, just them walking around... Uh, you know uh vienna and stuff like that absolutely and then being with each other or whatever you know like right and that's kind of like what i saw in this film is like you know just like you know the stills of the film and the cinematography and like you know like and like especially in the cab it just i just felt like it was like beautifully lit and like looked amazing you know where she's asking him all these like kind of like dumb things and he's just kind of like the ca- like not the cab driver but like her chauffeur or whatever is just trying, like you know like give give she asked for his she asked the for Marilyn Monroe character yeah, yeah the actress character is like asking for his watch and stuff like this and they're kind of having and she's kind of having these flashbacks but I don't know the flashbacks really didn't like hit for me either like you know like okay it I don't like it was just uh, I don't know it was just kind of all it felt kind of jumbled you know like where um, it didn't like I, I don't know. know I wouldn't say jumbled because I really enjoyed the flashbacks that was probably my favorite thing about the movie mm-hmm. is that it did jump between those things and sh- yeah. sort of show you know those traumas that these people go yeah. through because you know it's like <clears throat> it's it's really about these people who have like done important things yeah. again with quotations because yeah. you know fuck Senator well, in Joe our McCarthy eyes, yes it's well not our, really yeah. I mean maybe some of them but I mean mm-hmm. I, w- I mean, you know, I wouldn't say uh, 
Senator Joe McCarthy is important. And I think this movie really tries to say that he's a piece of shit. I don't think this movie ever gives him any kind of redeeming qualities. Yeah, not at all. Whereas, like, Joe DiMaggio is sort of, like, trying to give you a reason why he's, like, angry and, like, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. You know what I mean? But that's what I mean. Like, so, yeah, I guess they are, you know, they're they're these people who are significant in our eyes, right? In all our eyes. In history's eyes. culture, history, like, all that stuff, yes. But they all feel insignificant, you know? Mm -hmm. It's just like Marilyn Monroe. She doesn't feel like people care enough about her mind and about who she is. They want her to be this certain, like, kind of, you know, in a way, like, slut, you know? Because it goes into that a lot, Mm -hmm. you know? And then you have someone like Albert Einstein where he has that whole, you know, conversation where he's like, you know... You know, in Germany, I'm I'm a Jew. Over here, I'm a German. Like everyone just like doesn't like me. You know, yeah. I'm I'm a traitor or I'm this. Yeah. Like you know, I'm just like a murderer. But then I'm a genius. You know, mm-hmm. for making the bomb, blah blah blah. Yeah. And it's just like all these things. Like, I did this great thing, but like still, like I don't have any significance. And the same thing with Joe DiMaggio. He's like talks about how great he is and all the records he has, but he still buys baseball cards. And just looks at them to make to see if it's him. Yeah, you know what I mean. Which is just like this really pathetic thing because yeah, really, you are like a hall of just, famer. You are these. You're this great person. Well, it's like well, what I was thinking earlier was like yeah, why the second film, like why he brought it, is called Mr. Lonely. Like all these, they're just lonely. You could people, have literally switched you know? the titles. Yeah, you could have just, called the you could have called Mr. Lonely insignificant. Yeah, or they they both could have been called Mr. Lonely or in, insignificant. Yeah, yeah, as you said, like yeah, switch the titles, or whatever. That's what you I know. Said. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like one of those things where like yeah, all these people just feel lonely in their career paths or what they are, you know, and how people and their see identities them. too. Yeah, you know, and they're just lot. They're just as empty as these other people trying to be these people that think they're full of right you know this riches and life full of life kind of thing you know like yeah like what they're not what fulfills you right like so you're albert einstein and you're doing all this great stuff and you're the smartest man in the world but like what really fulfills you like and he just pretty much says that i just want to be on the river you know Mm. trying to catch fish in my in my house yeah the fish that i can't catch yeah like i I don't care about any of this i don't want to do any of this but it's just and then like, he says that thing about like if I'm not thinking and I stop thinking, but I have to keep on like. Well, no, that's about- a really great thing. He says, yeah, because she's just like, oh no, you like know everything, and he's mm-hmm. like, no, he's like, because if you know everything, like that's that's stupid. Yeah, he's all you because then you stop thinking. Is all if you yeah. don't know everything, then you're constantly thinking, thinking and you're yeah. constantly learning and constantly figuring things yeah. out. Like you don't want to know everything because yeah. once you know everything, you don't think anymore. Yeah, and you, yeah, you just and become just, a ignorant. He's constantly yeah. thinking, you know. You but which is also kind of like a detriment to their like you know because just living in their head, sort of you know, yeah. Like and they're always constantly thinking and they're you know lonely about it. Like you know, right. like it makes them like kind of like um, you know like. Uh, not with society where where society that and that's so like ironic how society thinks they're everything you know yes and they think they're kind of nothing you know yeah they're very like um yeah it, even with each other they're just yeah. like no i'm not doing it i, I mm-hmm. don't do much and it's like what do you mean you're this famous person yeah. what do you mean you're this yeah smart like person? when, you, when yeah. uh the actress asks what what'd you do all day i was like well i wrote some stuff you know like it it was nothing to him you know but but it was but everything to her. You yeah, know, because like, and also because he's making some mathematic mm-hmm. equation that's going to yeah. help the world. You yeah. Know? And then he is just like, oh, what? You were out there like filming something? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, but you're in here with me? Like, that's yeah. crazy. You want to come and see me? Like, yeah. you want to like do this? Yeah. It's like they're both like at, 
you know, odds with each other, sort of like in a weird way, you know, where they don't like, which is, you know, you know which, where which they is just something ex- that makes respect, sense. Yeah. They just respect each other and yeah. like, you know, but why they don't know why they would respect one another. You know? Yeah. I think me and you sort of have like an Albert Einstein, Roman Monroe relationship <laughs> where we just, you know, we respect each other. You, you know, I know you're the ditzy blonde and okay. I'm the genie. <laughs> well, we can switch that around. That's fine. Or, yeah, I know you're the genius. I'm the ditzy blonde. Whoever you want to be. But it works. It works. You know what I mean? And there's significance here, you know? But let me ask you, what do you think? We're both Mr. Lonely. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. The significance is that we're both Mr. Lonely, and that's insignificant to to what we're talking about. (laughs) But what do you think of the acting in this? What do you think of Busey? What do you think of Curtis? What do you think of Teresa Russell? Yeah, I mean, the acting is not... I had no problem with it. I mean, it was just like, you know, like that was like. If, yeah, you didn't feel if like it was. If it wasn't well acted, this film would have been like. Well, I guess what I what I what I mean is, mm-hmm. do you, you know, because they're not really going out of the way to really be these people. Mm-hmm. Maybe again, the Albert Einstein guy. Yeah, the Albert. I mean, but I don't even know. You know, like I've never right. heard Albert Einstein. Well, sure. Talk. I guess in the way that we think yeah. that what Albert I've Einstein would be. I've just seen a poster sure. with him sticking his tongue out. That's you know? true. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, true. And this poster with an IQ with, with uh, yeah. Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau, yeah. Yeah, so Malter. that's that's true. That's true. But um, what do you think of? You know, that's what I'm saying. Like, did you get a vibe of who they were supposed to be, or was it sort well, of like? Okay, you know? so I mean, Gary Busey's character, like, I didn't see him as Joe DiMaggio. Like, mm. Joe DiMaggio seems like a real kind of like stand-up, outstanding person, where he's just like. Uh, I like that's just what I feel like. Well, you that's know? that American hot dog mentality. Yeah, again, exactly. Taking this, over I don't you. feel like he's this like degenerate. Like none, he wasn't drinking at any points of the time. He was just like fucked no, up in the head. I, I think of. he was just very jealous like, of Marilyn very, Monroe. Yes, like yeah. je- jealous of the things and, she did. And you know, I think him being mad that oh, what are you just gonna show your ass on the street? She's mm-hmm. like, well, she's filming a movie. Yeah. Like, I what do you mean? Like. You probably married her because of scenes yeah, like that. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Like, yeah, get over well, I'm that sure shit. I'm sure that Playboy thing was already out, right? Yeah, like, just you know? like get over that shit, dude. Like, not. you're gonna get oh, mad shit. about that. Yeah. Like, be a grown up man. So you're saying he was a stand up man? I don't think so. I think he was an insecure know. little boy, but sure. Yeah, he. I, he you hear that, DiMaggio? <laughs> what the fuck you gonna say? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, look, I know I, he's a great baseball player. I understand that he's yeah. got great stats, but he I, sounds like a little boy. You might be right about that, but yes, like. It was just like Gary Busey encompassing that kind of like, uh, uh, what is it like uh, that insecurity that yeah, he had? Straight up, but yeah. Joe DiMaggio, like in real, like you know, when you see pictures of him, you don't like think of that. Like Obviously he's just not. like you know, no. But yeah, like yeah. Gary Busey was going for something else than just the surface kind of. Yeah, thing. I and think he was going, really expressing. His, yeah, really his emotions, d- really at the tapping time. into the yeah. relationship between him and Marilyn Monroe. Yeah, exactly. As opposed to. Joe DiMaggio, the baseball player yeah. that we all sort of know and like see, just and kind like, of that newsreel do- yeah. Joe DiMaggio, like he's, hitting a baseball. He's fit. Yeah. He's standing yeah. up straight, as opposed to Gary Busey, where his he's teeth got that are all Joe just... DiMaggio disease. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm saying, you know, because we see Joe DiMaggio, and we're just like he's standing up straight, he's fit. Yeah. And then we see Gary Busey and just his this, like schlub, yeah, like this, and his jaws coming at us. Like it's that raging bull character where you know, like where he's out of his career and he's retired. Yeah. And, and he's, he's like out baseball cards and because they're like all that. just like sad. Yeah, they're, they're all, all sad, just like lonely points. people. Yeah. Like you know, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I didn't mind that. Like I mean, but uh, and Tony Curtis's sweaty character, where you think of Tony Curtis as, as this kind of like 
heartthrob kind of guy. You know? Well, I don't know about that, well, but I get what you're then, saying. I get what you're saying. Back then, right? Sure. Like back Look, in the day. Like I'll take Jack Lemmon over Tony Curtis any day. If you want, if you want to do a little some like it hot take, uh, oh, I'll yeah. take I'll take Jack yeah. over Tony any day. <laughs> yeah, Tony had those eyes or whatever. Yeah, but those bedroom, yeah. I don't know. He. I just don't. I can't do that voice. <laughs> the voice kills it for you jack's got the charm yeah but yeah, you're does. right but you're right yeah. though you're right yeah. you, uh tony curtis was a good looking guy yeah and then in here he's just this, yeah yeah he's just this sweaty senator like yeah, he's a schlub yeah who is calling the Which you know most senators schlubs who is calling a hooker to his his hotel room and just can't get it up you know yeah he's worried about everyone else's business mm-hmm. and what they're doing but of course he doesn't want know anyone to know that he's hiring hookers in yeah. his hotel room because that's yeah. how most senators are yeah that's most politicians they're doing meth they, they're, they're yeah. fucking whores like they're just whatever. doing all the bad shit but they want to arrest you for it and they want to yeah. make laws to make sure you can't do those yeah. things but i'll but be able they're to do doing it. them yeah. Which is Joseph McCarthy to a T. Mm-hmm. He was fucking just a piece of shit trying to spot, like you know, mm-hmm. he was just trying to look on, look Who's at people. Who's that FBI guy? Uh, That's a Hoover. Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover. That yeah. it reminded me a lot of that. Yeah, it's know, the same thing. Like, yeah. It's the same. You know, same he's hiding all his things behind. Same like, snakes. You know, yes. Yeah, where it's just like you, you guys are so worried about what everyone else is doing, but you don't want anyone to know about your personal lives because you guys are doing really terrible stuff. Yeah, or at least what you guys call immoral mm-hmm. but you're doing those things yes because it's not necessarily all the time that they're doing terrible stuff mm-hmm. right i don't think that's terrible like for instance jager hoover would dress in men, uh, women's clothes mm-hmm. and he liked to like date guys i believe or he yeah. was like in love with men there's yeah. nothing wrong with that yeah. but he preached against stuff like that yeah to it's try like and make hypocritical it feel like shit. other people yeah. feel wrong about it yes he tried to get in and doing that and he would arrest and, and harass and do all this shit to people like that and that yeah so anyway but yes let's uh let's close up on this let's right, close yeah. up on insignificance you know look i i'm not i i actually have been joining nicholas rogue i like what he's doing here i like mm-hmm. what he's doing behind the camera i like a lot of stuff a lot of the scenes here are really uh entertaining they're very engaging because of the way he's filming them mm-hmm. and a lot of the stuff he does with uh again the flashbacks and the way that those things are filmed and a lot of the scenes of you know with like gary Busey, where he sees uh that kind of cut up calendar of marilyn monroe mm-hmm. and it kind of always flashes back that to that mosaic kind of thing yeah, and he, her, yeah but then eventually you know the picture that he looks at later on in the hotel room that he sees of the mother holding the baby the painting mm-hmm. and he gets very mad at it and he like pretends to like swing a bat at it uh, they show it later in like some weird kind of not flashback but some weird thing for him where he yeah. sees it on the floor cut up in the same way as that Marilyn Monroe picture yeah so it's just like cool little things like that but mm-hmm. I just don't I mean I don't know last thoughts Mondo how do you feel about it how do you, how do you yeah. feel about it as a whole you know that the, yeah, that's the thing about it too I really I enjoyed the filmmaking aspect of the film like of the movie and like the direction and stuff like that but like the story and sort of the conversations they were having i was just like uninterested in you know it just didn't like pull me into like the film you know like what pulled me into the film was how it looked and kind of the acting and stuff like that like you know the the act uh, Teresa russell was like you know she was like doing different things like where like like different aspects of what you might feel like uh, Marilyn Monroe might be like, you know, mm-hmm. like where she, you know, like just how she's talking to Einstein and stuff like that. And the whole thing about where that's they, true. they can't yeah. have a baby and stuff like that. You know, that's like the whole kind of turmoil between her and DiMaggio kind of like he wants a, a, like, 
you know, he wants an off, like, you know, like a son or like a son pretty much, you know. Well, and, he's not even really sure. Yeah. Because he's just always like, what? We yeah. shouldn't have anything because we're But he knows that she can't have a child. She can't really bear a child because of. Yeah, but that's these a good point. Weird, she, like you know, like these weird circumstances. She is very good in it. I think yeah. that's why it's in the Criterion yeah. Collection because there is like mm-hmm. some good. You know, she's yeah. good in it. It's kind of surprising how you're just like, oh, at at first when she's doing the voice too much, yeah. when she's doing the two kind of, yeah, you know, it's really kind of like, uh, is this what it's going to be the whole time? But she doesn't do that when she gets yeah, to the, you kind of just to the get comfortable to it, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. And yeah, she's doing like you know, like yeah, different ranges of that character, but she's still that character, you know, like. Where she is like, you know, she's not this ditzy blonde that everyone feels like she is and stuff like that. Where she's well read and she's like explaining what she thinks is, um, I don't know, I I think it's the theory of relativity or something like that. But I'm not positive, like, you know, like where she's explaining it. And and Einstein's enjoying her explanation of it, you know. And they're like kind of like, you know, like enjoying each other's company and stuff like that. Yeah, he's getting really horny. Yeah, oh, I guess, but yes. But. I mean, he sort of is. I mean, there is a part where he's about to get brain from her, and mm. uh, but someone knocks on the door. He would have yeah. done it. Yeah, I guess you're right. Einstein but, is, uh, you know, he's a smart guy. <laughs> but I mean, it was because it was going to be consensual. So that's, of, well, of course, that's, that's the beautiful part. Well, of course, of course, <laughs> it was going. I'm not saying yeah. he was going to do anything yeah. bad. Yeah. She was. She was trying to impress him. Yeah. That kind of was like the feel yeah. of it. You know, yeah. she was trying to like. You know, because she's just like, oh, like, you know, we we made a list, me and my friend, of yeah. people we would sleep with, and you were number three. And then I found out how old you were, and Einstein's like, oh, so you took me off the list then. And she's like, no, you went to you number one. Yeah, you moved up, yeah. baby. <laughs> well, you know, again, this yeah. is obviously... It's a fantasy kind it's of a fantasy like, you thing. Know, like, you it, know. They're, obviously, she she's never called Marilyn Monroe. He's never called Einstein. Yeah. But, you know, that's kind of what you're supposed to get at. And that is kind of a little fun thing to, like, throw yeah. in there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just one of those things, yeah. Anyway, sorry. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know. I give I give it a three. It's worth a watch, you know, just on the filmmaking. Okay. And that okay. aspect of it. Like, See? It, it's, you know what's it's funny? A movie, it's a movie I would definitely watch again later or try to watch with someone else, you know, and just kind of talk about, like, through the film. Like, you know, like... It's not it's not boring at all, you know. It's just like it's just the conversations I I don't know, but maybe I just need a rewatch of it, you know, like it just Okay, I get you. I was gonna score it lower, but after talking about it, and that's the great thing about this doing this podcast is we re examine films we may have seen or not seen and you know, just talking about it really like ignites that like love a film again you know uh, well, okay films, well see know? that that's what i'm saying I, yeah. I feel like when we sort of talked about it before we started recording before we really got into it yeah we, when we just sort of asked yeah. a real quick like oh would you think really quick yeah it, you it, i i thought you were gonna be like a, a two mm-hmm. and a three is always a good that's yeah. always a good i was thing. gonna say two and a half earlier but okay when we were talking about it i was all right three yeah all right that's not a bad yeah. score and so my last thoughts on it is that i've never seen it before this is both of our first time seeing it so I paired it with Mr. Lonely because I felt like it sort of felt like the same kind of vibe, mm-hmm. right? It's yeah. like these people who are sort of impersonating where at the same time, even though these are, you know, in this film, they're kind of supposed to be those real people. Yeah, yeah, definitely. They, they feel like they're impersonating these people. Mm-hmm. You know, it feels like an impersonation of like, I don't know who I'm supposed to be because people want me to be this certain type of thing. Yeah. And so, you know, that's really the only reason I... I paired it with it. I didn't yeah. fucking know what I was going to think of it or I didn't really care what I was okay. going to think of it. Yeah. But I saw that it was Nicholas Rogue and I said, well, you know what? I like I like Don't Look Now. 
And this guy's been, you know, he's getting me excited. Mm-hmm. So let's see what's up. But you're right. Again, what kept me engaged was always just how it was filmed. All Pure the angles. cinema. Yeah, just how it was like, that's what kept me engaged. In it. And there was some conversations and things and aspects of it that I did like. And, and the acting was fine. And, and you know, the again, that scene that you brought up where it's Marilyn Monroe and Albert Einstein kind of talking about that theory of relativity yeah, or fucking the yeah, theory of everything that, yeah. or whatever. They're talking about the movie, The Theory of Everything. <laughs> that's and they're talking, so about how it shouldn't Hawking, have, they're talking about how it shouldn't have won the Oscar for Best Actor. And it's really a great scene because it does feel very... Like, oh, okay, I guess that would be Marilyn Monroe kind of talking to Albert Einstein mm-hmm. like that. It doesn't feel like an SNL sketch. It doesn't ever feel like it's, like, dumb. Even though Albert Einstein, to me, kind of looks like he might be in an SNL yeah. sketch sometimes. Yeah, who did he, he look like? I guess Phil Hartman trying to be uh, yeah. Einstein. Yeah, know. it looked like it would be, like, Phil Hartman or even, like, Jim Belushi trying to be mm. Phil Hartman. Or Jim Brewer. <laughs> yeah, Jim Brewer. It just felt very... And, again, he wasn't, like, terrible or anything. It just felt yeah. like his look was very much like, this is supposed to be Einstein, mm-hmm. we want you to know. And, again, Marilyn Monroe is always going to look like Marilyn Monroe if you just have yeah. a blonde lady in that white dress and yeah. stuff like that. That seven-year seven year itch look, Ooh. you know? So, I... I don't know. I enjoy this movie because I like that idea of like those people like talking to each other and feeling insignificant and uh, insecure about and insecure about, about what they've where done. They are, yeah. Or it just even you know with Einstein kind of like looking back and being like, oh shit, I killed a bunch of people in Hiroshima, you know, yeah. with the atom bomb and mm-hmm. shit like that. And like, you know, I, it's it's really cool to kind of see that that idea. But again, I don't think it was written in my opinion. And you know, it's on the Criterion Collection. So what the fuck do I know? But yeah, well, on Blu-ray, right? I was yeah, like, yeah. I was surprised about that. I thought this was like a no, no. It's maybe it's, like a deep cut. Like no, it's it a pretty a, recent release yeah. from them. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. again, because a lot of people recommend this to me, and I did enjoy it. And it's the same thing with me too. I, I did. I, you know, I was gonna start off with like a two and a half, hmm. but I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a, I'm gonna give it a three. I'm gonna give it awesome. a three. Wow. Gary Busey's, uh, two front teeth. So that those are pretty. <laughs> those are really big threes. Yeah. You know, well, give me two, Busey. Give me two. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, that's insignificance. But next, we're talking about my pick, Mister Lonely from two thousand seven. So my pick this time is Harmony Kareen's Mister Lonely from two thousand seven. And look, all right, hold on, let me get into it really quick, really quick. It stars Dega Luna as Michael Jackson, Samantha Morton as Marilyn Monroe, Denis Levant. From Mavi Song, we talked about him before, as yes. Charlie Chaplin, the great and powerful Werner Herzog, as Father Umbrilio, mm-hmm. and also the great and powerful Leos Carax, as Renard, director of Mavi Song. Nice. Yeah. And then Rachel Kareen, uh, Harmony Kareen's wife, as Little Red Riding Hood. Just wanted to bring that up, just put mm-hmm. that out there. Yeah. And uh, what this is about, it's about in Paris, a young American who works as michael jackson oh david luna's playing an american in this film yeah he's a young american wow he's playing a young michael jackson lookalike and he meets a he meets marilyn monroe who invites him to her commune in scotland where she lives with a charlie chaplin and her daughter shirley temple Mm -hmm. so look 
I know, I know, right? It's Mr. Lonely. This is what I'm bringing that I believe belongs in the collection. A yes. lot of people are probably saying like, well, it's Harmony Korean, Jordan. Why don't you just bring Gummo? Why don't you just bring Spring Breakers? Why don't you just bring Beach Bum? These are all movies that we all love and would easily let and in. And I've seen. And have yes. all seen. But guess but what? Have you seen Mr. Lonely? Did it, you know about Mr. Lonely? Exactly. Do you know that he's got a really some real sentimental shit here in mm-hmm. Mr. Lonely? And it's not, you know, it still has the Harmony Korean vibe. And that's why I brought it. Because, yes, I could have brought Gummo because yeah. I love all those films. All those films that I talked about. But I feel like this one is one that's not really talked about enough. Not at all. In my opinion. And it's one of his best. Look, I love Gummo. Gummo's top, top tier. Yeah, Gummo's great. Gummo's, Gummo's always going to be up there. Yeah. We saw Gummo at a screening at the great beyond fest yes and oh well, not oh well, yeah at the egyptian it. yeah yes. they presented it at the egyptian fucking harmony was there harmony Crean was there talking about um gummo and all that stuff and, and it really was a fantastic sort of you really felt you know when we watched it i, I felt like we both had this experience when we watched it when we were younger we were like oh this is really cool yeah but it's very dark it's very dirty yeah it's like what the fuck is going on? Yeah, it's just but when like, we watched it, when we were older. We were just like, oh god damn, this has like a lot of heart in it. Mm-hmm. it a heart. Yeah. It feels very. Uh, it feels beautiful. It, it yeah. doesn't feel as dirty. It still has it there. It's still gritty. It's still dark and stuff. But it feels a lot more beautiful than I remember it. Yeah, exactly. Well, when we saw it at that screening, it was like, oh yeah, we're gonna see it on the big screen, whatever. Like, but it was amazing. Like I was like blown away by and fucking so Gummo on the big screen. You and know? so like, think of Mr. Lonely having that times 10 mm-hmm. i mean mr lonely to me and why i brought it to the collection besides other films because it's not really talked about but also because i feel like this is really the most sentimental the most heart that i feel like we're ever going to get from him mm-hmm. and sure look there are very sad things very sentimental things that happen in his other films especially in beach bum yeah. there's a beautiful beach scene beach bum was beautiful it's like, unbelievably it was, beautiful yeah. And again, we can talk about that. And again, yeah. that's why I didn't. We could bring those movies. I wanted yeah. to bring those movies. I really do. Yes. And maybe we will down the line. Yeah. Uh, but got a long way to go. But with this one, it just really felt like okay. I don't hear enough people talking about it. And this really feels like his heart on his sleeve. Where the other ones are sort of he has scenes and he has parts of his films that where his heart is on his sleeve. But here, it really does feel like Mr. Lonely. I mean, come on, what is he talking about here? He's talking about someone who Diego Luna doesn't like himself. Yeah. And it, so he it tries with that narration where right. he doesn't like, you know, people don't like themselves and like, you know, like they try to like change their faces and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. Have you yeah. ever thought about being someone else? Yes. And that's and like, obviously what, these people ha- want to be someone else and right. have thought about being someone else, obviously. You know? Yeah. And you can also just relate it to people who are in person because he's doing this in Paris. He is a Michael Jackson impersonator in Paris, mm-hmm. right? Yes. And so that's where he's doing it. And that's where he meets the Marilyn Monroe, Samantha Morton. But mm-hmm. you can even add that sadness to the people who are like on Hollywood Boulevard who pretend to be Spider-Man. Yes. It is just very... Okay, so it's like... It's not a sadness because I, I'm looking down on these people. It's a sadness in a way that it's like, well, you know, you spend so much time trying to... Be someone else. Be someone know? else. Figure Look out like this other else. person's yeah. talent. Yeah. It's just like, you know, someone to tell, to tell Diego Luna, who, you know, his character... 
that you are a really good dancer, but it's like, well, he just knows how to imitate Michael Jackson's moves. Yeah. A really good dancer would just know how to do anything. Yeah. They could choreate their own moves, you know, choreograph their own, you know, moves. They yeah, could do whatever. dance routine, you know? Yes, they wouldn't, be, they they might, wouldn't just like, need to do that. they might, find inspiration from Michael Jackson, but... Of course. You know, not just, Yeah, like, they could do that and yeah. also make their own. Yes, yeah. and not just, like, blatantly steal from this person, like, yeah. this person, you know? But, but that's, like, an easy... That's a very easy sort of place to kind of hide, I guess, right? So you you want to be skillful at something, but it's like a, a lot harder to sort of figure out it yourself. Like to, to kind of, uh, so for instance, uh, and not that I'm saying that I'm good or anything, but like when I was younger and I started playing guitar, everyone tried to learn how to play Stairway to Heaven. Everyone that I knew who started playing guitar at yeah. the same time as me. That's like the song were, to learn, yes. right? They were like, oh, I got to learn how to play Stairway to Heaven or Hotel California or some fucking song like that. And it's like, okay, that's cool. I, those songs are fine. I well, think those songs are fine, but for me... I hate the fucking Eagles. <laughs> but, but but for me... See, but it wasn't even about that because, you know, it, it's even if you don't like the, those bands, those are good things to know on the guitar because yeah. it teaches you how to play something. Yeah, it's just but, a difficult kind of like... But for me, I was more concerned about, well, you know, I'm... You know, you guys are spending a lot of time learning how to play these songs. Like, I would rather just maybe try to write my own. Mm-hmm. You know, and yes, again, not to say that thing. that what I was writing was good, mm-hmm. but I was sort of learning on my own how to do, you know, how to do that. And yeah. so, when you're so focused on how to learn, you know, yes, you kind of gain a skill, but you're you're so f- focused on learning how to like play That's the song things... by someone else that you can't play a song on your own when you yeah, need to. Exactly. You know? That's one of those things where like they focus too much on learning someone else's songs, and instead of learning, like you know as learning those songs like stairway to heaven or hell to california is to learn different techniques you know yes and utilize them in a different way in your own way to make your own song you know they were just too worried about learning that you, you know, know and and open up your fingers and yeah. to give it you know and to just you know give you some calluses different things <laughs> like loose <laughs> there's a lot of reasons why you would learn covers and don't mm. get me wrong i played covers i'm not yeah. trying to say that i didn't mm. try to learn that but it's like you know it's but there's the that same thing, thing where people only try to learn covers and yeah and they, they get stuck utilize in that. that yeah yeah where they can only play those things and they just sound like yeah, I get exactly what you're saying. Yeah, and you can't really go off on your own mm-hmm. from that. You just have to be stuck in that formula mm-hmm. that you know of these people that already had a formula. And it's just sort of like, well, you know, I, I didn't want to be stuck in that. Mm-hmm. And so, but at the same time, I, I understand that idea, right? Where you're just like, well, I am, you know, I I, I could probably be good at this. I could probably just be good at this. Mm-hmm. I, I could be a great cover band. I could, I could do a great Blink-182 cover band. If I really tried and people seem to like that mm. and no one's going to like, you know, you can do that. So why not? Yeah. You know, so, it, it, you know, I, I get like so for with Mr. Lonely, it, it makes complete sense. Like that's mm. that's like an idea of loneliness that I think, you know, it's it's sad, but not in like a ha ha making fun of you way. It's sad in a way that we're just like, yeah, I get that. Like I get that idea of like, I don't want to be myself. Mm-hmm. I want to be somebody else. Yeah. But then. When I tried to be somebody else, it was like, oh, well, I'm just doing a cover. Like, yeah. this isn't... Yeah, it doesn't feel yeah, right. Yeah, it doesn't feel like, right. It, just, like, it, does, it doesn't this... feel authentic. It doesn't feel like I can yeah. really give this to anybody. And they'll take it and and run with it for a long period of time in terms of, like, relationships or things mm-hmm. like that. It's just sort of like, well, yeah, hey, guess what? I, I'm, I'm a Michael Jackson impersonator. And people might be like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Like, that's really, really cool. But then when mm-hmm. it comes down to when I have to sit down and be myself... 
all I know is to be like, well, no, 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 look, like I can moonwalk and I can, you know, so it's like the, this film really captures, I feel like that essence of that, where it's just like, well, I want to be somebody, but being somebody means really having to stand out in the crowd. Like Mm -hmm. I have to like, cause I'm nobody at this point, right? I'm not Michael Jackson. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm nothing. It's like this podcast. Not even Tito. You know know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, Tito, like the, all the brothers. That's what I'm saying. Like you have to figure out what to stand out. Yeah. Janet Jackson, Janet Jackson did it. You know, like everybody, everyone figured out. And again, I can't talk. I I don't know how to say words anymore. I don't know why. And Jack (laughs) Sean, Sounds better than Jackson, but whatever. She tried to be a fucking palm reader. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's fine. You know, get get your money, girl. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, girl. (laughs) What I'm saying is like, you know, like there there is always like if you're just a person like us, we're just regular people Mm -hmm. trying to trying to make a podcast. That's a struggle. Yeah. What what could we could probably just emulate people, right? We could just probably figure out a way to just emulate people and do well like a weird Al Yankovic podcast (laughs) where we're just doing other podcasts but we're just sort of you know we're we're, we're making we're, we're not gonna eat it all right? we're like really good at like making fun of those and imitating those podcasts you know mm-hmm. does that but it, but is that satisfying no it's not yeah is that our own yeah yeah, yeah we're and trying I think to make our own niche and i think that's when yeah. they all go to the island you know mm-hmm. in, in mr lowing that's what it yeah. that's what that is that's what it starts to feel like especially once he gets there mm-hmm. they all start to realize he's like the person Mike, when Michael Jackson gets there, yeah. they also have to realize, like, oh, yeah, like, this is not, like, and especially once all the sheep die, because they take care of sheep, it's yeah. like a commune that they're at yeah. on an island, they take care of sheep, they all get sick, they have to kill them, like, once a sheep die, they all realize, like, oh, yeah, no, this is not, this is not a sustainable life, mm-hmm. we can't pretend to be someone else forever in this commune, and think that people are going to care, and think that people are going to want to come see us you know yeah. we have to be our own people we have well, to figure yeah. out something well they don't realize that until later i mean they should maybe realize that when the sheep die well what, that, but, but but i think that that what i'm saying is that like leads like, to that it sort of leads a to a story that. kind it, of like well you it's know, like a spark for them to yeah. realize that yeah 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 but it, well that, it's definitely something for the story and it's a good storyteller yeah. kind of moment you know where like and and yeah, it's all and it's there's like a the reason thing, why these sheep are dying you know it's right you know and again like you know we do spoilers here and so I think, you know, to show you that it's like once she, you know, once uh, Samantha Morton, who does the, you know, Marilyn Monroe, mm-hmm. once she realizes that those sheep are dead because, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to die. Mm-hmm. And she realized like the realization of, oh, man, I'm not Marilyn Monroe. And yeah. it, it's not, you know, this is not a life to sustain. I can't just be with this fucking crazy ass Charlie Chaplin guy who's an abusive husband. Yeah. You know, like he's I can't do leave this. her for Madonna. Yeah. He's just going to leave her for a Madonna anyway. Yeah. And yeah, it's just like, yeah, that's really funny. Right. It's like the new. Kind yeah. The of, new like, blonde. You yeah. Know? The like, new blonde. You know, like, like, it's like just, yeah. That, yeah. That's so weird. Makes complete sense because that's the way mm-hmm. men are. And yeah. we'd all were, you know, they're all Charlie Chaplin's. They always think snakes. the grass is greener. Yeah. You know? No, for like, sure. Just... Yeah. So and, you know, and so she's just like, I, you know, because she kills herself. She yeah. hangs herself. Yes. And so at one point at the end, uh, you know, Michael Jackson, Diego Luna is talking to her sort of like in this spiritual way. Mm-hmm. She's like her face is in an egg that he mm-hmm. painted, and yeah. he's sort of been like, "What happened to you? Yeah. Why'd you have to go?" He's reflecting, you know, you know, and, and she's just like, "No, I didn't," because he's like, "Oh, but you get," because she's like telling him, "Don't give up, follow your journey, be yourself, blah yeah. blah blah," and he's like, "But you gave up, you know, because yeah. like, no, I didn't give up." She's like, know. "No, I didn't give up. I just followed the journey and my own path," mm-hmm. which I felt was very, 
you know, I mean, that's sort of, that's a very beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? Because it is very easy to sort of look at people who sort of take their lives as like, well, they just gave up, you know? Yeah. But it's like, well, you know, maybe that was just I mean, a that journey. Was, I mean, that, that was a know? lot to, I mean, I don't, like, I don't know, you know, like, it is people hard. who com- hard. commit suicide, that's, that's insane, like, you know? I mean, there's a lot like, of stuff in here that Harmony Korine presents, especially with religion, we haven't even talked about Werner Herzog and the <laughs> yeah. nuns jumping out of things, yeah. I mean, there's so much stuff that he presents here that I feel like he isn't even really, uh, at, you know, saying this is a definite thing, yeah, you exactly, know what I mean? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, the whole, like, thing with uh, Marilyn Monroe, like, uh, committing suicide is just, like, yeah that's a hard thing like that's not easy at either you know like i'm not saying to commit suicide or anything but that's still like a hard choice sure like in in the end of it like you know like it's very much you a know, path like you have how, to choose yeah, yourself how, yeah i mean and how you do it like she hung herself you know but like thinking about like you know slitting your wrist or like doing whatever or like doing a gunshot to your like you know like however you want to do it like it's still like that's a really hard choice you know like i don't like i like that's not something that just go like yeah i'm just gonna do this one day you know sure like, yeah this is getting like, very dark uh, it is it is <laughs> you know because i this is something i i mean like i've thought about oh sure you know yes. like it's i mean i, I feel things, like most 90 percent of people have you know it's just like yeah like you know like and yeah it's selfish to do because you're doing all this you're leaving all this behind and you know like you're not thinking of other people's like but you're but, just but that's another thing about know? like the the film is yeah. it's just like but at the same time again she said she followed her own path yeah and so even when Diego Luna decides not to be Michael Jackson his agent Leo yeah. Cor- Leo Carux Leo Leo <laughs> Leo mm-hmm. Carax mm-hmm. again I can't pronounce names but you know he's telling him like oh like you know like you messed up yeah. Like, you, you you need to be this person. Yeah. You need to be this. You need to be Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, no, like, I, I realize I need to follow my own path. Yeah. I need to follow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm, no, you know, true. in a sense, I'm committing career suicide mm-hmm. because he's not going to yes, be able to yes. be a, you know, yeah, again, Michael I mean, Jackson. That's kind of really, yeah, no, that's, yeah, that's yeah, bad. No. But, but it's sort of like, but it fits. it's like the it idea. Fits, it, yes. It's like the idea of like, you need to follow your own path and be yourself yeah. in order to really carve away for it's yourself. Where, it like, doesn't matter where it ends. Well, it's where that Marilyn Monroe character lost herself in this other person. She did. You know, she lost and herself in, in, in her abusive Charlie Chaplin yes. husband. And, you know, and, and, and being trying to impersonator yeah. and trying to be in this person, you know, she lost her own self. She didn't know who she was anymore. Right. And that's why I, you know, like she ultimately like killed herself, you know, like and committed suicide. It wasn't Marilyn Monroe ki- killing herself. It was this person that was just exactly. lost and couldn't figure out, you know, what was going on because of this abusive relationship where like you know he treated her like shit and was yeah. this, you know, made her like, feel not beautiful yeah you know and stuff like that but see and that's and, and another thing too is that i feel like that was sort of a road that maybe uh diego luna was sort of heading on because he was pretty depressed he yeah. was feeling lonely even in that commune even yeah. with all those people he didn't feel right which is like another thing, right? That's like another message that I'm sure Harmony Korine doesn't even isn't even trying to tell you. Yeah, like where it's just like you, you think you are in part of this group and you can fit in with these people because they have that same idea, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you have to get down and personal with these people and really, really be able to like figure out who you are with these people, right? Like yeah. you have to know what you really like. It's not just based on well, we all like to impersonate people, but that yeah. doesn't mean you can live with each other yeah. and really grow well, with each yeah. other. Well, you know? he tried to lose himself in someone else, and 
that didn't that wasn't working as well like yeah. you know either you know like he was still like depressed like you know you couldn't you can't just be a michael jackson personator and just feel like oh yeah, feel better about yourself you know no like, not anyway felt, especially after everything michael still, jackson's done yeah he still <laughs> felt completely lost like with himself you know where right you know where he was going you know and going to this island thought it would be kind of like this euphoria you know like this um you know, like, you know, island or whatever, you know, like this, where they go to this island or whatever, you know, like he can't like expect himself to be like, you know, like a, like this rejuvenation of like, you know, self-worth or something like that. You know? Exactly. It just kind of like. But people think that. Yeah. A lot of people exactly, think that. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, I mean, and yeah, that's what the ultimate story is where you, you kind of have to be yourself. And Diego Luna kind of like ends up feeling that, you know, like yeah. where he can't be michael jackson anymore he has yeah. to really find himself not just hide behind this persona you know that someone else are, has already like you know carved out exactly and that's what i love about this film because again love all his other films and there are very sentimental and, and very emotional scenes in his other films mm-hmm. but i feel like this whole film really it's it just like a, a different side of him that i don't think we're ever going to see again where it just it plays with religion it mm-hmm. plays with the idea of God. It plays with the idea of, you know, redemption, of the idea of who you are as an individual. And, mm-hmm. and not necessarily, you know, but at the same time, it still has those great scenes of just showing you kind of like the weirdness of these, you know, eccentric people and these sort of like, not lower class, but there's just sort of like, you know, Harmony Korean just knows how to find this kind of like little crack of people in like the world. Yeah. Where it's like these certain types of people who the way they talk and the way they interact and the way they are about things and the way they speak, you know, even if it's just like, oh, it's like the buckwheat impersonator, that little mm. kid, you know, yeah. he's just like, there's that scene of him right on the horse and you're just like, he's like, I love chicken breast. <laughs> he's like, I love women's breast. Yeah. He's like, they're so smooth. You know, it's just yeah. like, it, like for him to like, just be able to like do scenes like that and mm-hmm. still incorporate it in this very emotional you know film it's it's a really emotional film it's really like not it's not like gummo where it's you know there there is well, that, that idea but well, it, it's not like well that's the whole thing about gummo too he just wanted to show all the best scenes and that's what i was thinking through this film he was trying to show all the best scenes you know and like kind of like you know write the story through that but i don't know he just maybe became well now talking about it he became a better filmmaker you know, like, you know, because sure. this is like almost I mean, like 10 years apart, almost. Yeah, like, you know? this, I feel like you know? this is the that's Where, why another reason why I think it belongs in the collection, because it is it shows you the transition from the kind of gummo Julian donkey boy mm-hmm. uh, style that kind of blends into what eventually becomes what he's doing now, yeah. which is like Spring Breakers and Beach Bum, which but is just even, basically because here is like literally it's literally Terrence Malick on a skateboard on acid, you <laughs> but, know, I mean, trying this to is, get that like that beauty is, of everything. Yeah, you know? but this film is really more so like it's not even Gummo style or even Spring Breaker style or like you know Beach Bum. Like it's way more like I feel like it's way more um, you know like for mainstream audiences. You know, filmed. You know, like it's not like you in know a bit, it's, in a it, bit it's not a cut, little bit it's not a like, little bit you know it's not so experimental it's kind of like almost 
I feel like it's pretty straightforward, you know, like the filmmaking, you know, but not that it, not that no, anything... he, he still has a little, like little tricks from here and there that what he does from before mm. with his editing yeah. and things like that. But it's, it's not so much as like Spring Breakers sure. were like, you know, like especially the ending where like he's just showing all the guys in Paris, like parting and stuff like that, where like it's way more stylized in Spring Breakers. And, and stuff. that's the point. That's you know, why it's, like it belongs it's, in the Criterion mm-hmm. Collection because it's not like those other yeah. films. Oh, well, yeah, I'm saying it's not it like those. Out. Yeah, it's different. It's and no one cares like, and no one talks about it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, everyone's it's, lonely. <laughs> it's yeah, exactly. Like it's more, it's more straightforward. Like, yeah, it's still Harmony Kareen, you know, like where he's showing, the be- he's showing the best scenes, you know, and for this film, these are the best scenes, you know, like and stuff like that, where is she where he's watching the Pope or Buckwheat's watching the Pope, you know, it's so like stylized and like, you know, like, uh, you know, like it's meant to look like fucking like, you know, like almost like David LaChapelle or something like that. You know, like this photographer where it's this guy in the bath and like, you know, like in this almost kind of field ish corner, like, you know, and this kid like washing him, you know. Like, the only art I know about his films. So is, is he a director? <laughs> uh, yeah, he's like a music, but photographer. Like you know, oh, like okay. he's a huge like fashion. No, I know who you're talking. About. I'm just joking. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But I know you know, what you're like yeah, yeah, it's I know what like saying. this. You know, like he's still making stylized and like you know making these scenes, but it's not as like you know like like hitting you on the head like Spring Breakers and Beach Bum are. You know, like where well, it's, it's just like not, super. Yeah, like, it's know, just like, not like as shaky cam as yeah. sort of like it's again, really like beautiful and right. like you know it's it well was his first foray kind of, into being yeah. terrence malick yeah. in on acid on yeah. a skateboard <laughs> whereas like here he was doing it kind of in a terrence malicky way mm-hmm. you know and then he he graduated into like well you know what i'm gonna do it my way plus yeah. terrence malick yeah because it just it's i mean harmony kareen is a master he's one of the greatest american directors that we have yeah exactly. absolutely like i mean he he conjures up the spirit of people like jean luc godard and john cassavetes yeah. like he he really brings yeah exactly in that, when yeah, and dennis when, hopper as okay a director. when that that moment where uh the marilyn, marilyn monroe character comes in and she's all sunburnt and is talking is telling her charlie chaplin husband like you know that's so like uh who'd you say uh like godard or someone like that you know right. where it's yeah, just like a, a lot scene. of that stuff is very yeah much, it's just yeah. like so like you know like it's just it's yeah it's handheld and stuff like that but it's like just like a painting and stuff like you know it's like so like you know like vibrant and you know like right. it's he's, not just he's he's always worried about the color scheme yeah. of what he's going it's, on like for yeah, instance it's a Gummo, real portrait gummo has a very yellow mm-hmm. uh same thing with julian donkey boy it feels very yellow kind of kind of uh you know tint to it yeah. whereas like mr Lonely has a very like baby blue kind of tint to it mm-hmm. going on and it, it just feels I don't know. It, yeah, it, these feel like like Renaissance paintings almost, just because yeah. of where they are. You know, like it's just these still shots, but like you know, like the people acting in it, like it's really beautiful. Like you know, and nobody and nobody's released this on anything. And there might be some like international stuff that, that they've released this for. You know, I don't know too much, but I know that no one big has really released Mister Lonely, and everyone loves Harmony Korean. I mean, I don't know how we're not. I don't know how we don't all have his shit on the... I don't know how we don't have a Criterion box set 
of Harmony yeah, Green. Yeah, none of his shit is on. No, it's not. Yeah, that's crazy. And that's why right? I'm bringing Mr. Lung. I'm starting it off with Mr. Yeah. Lung. I'm, I'm fucking slowly bringing it in mm-hmm. because it's probably maybe the easier one to grab than the other ones. You know, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, Gummo should definitely be on the fucking. Of course, we're gonna have course. an episode sometime. Or... But you know, uh, Spring Breakers and Beach Mum are a twenty four, so that might yeah. be. You know, that that's not. But yeah, yeah. it's a little easier now, I guess, because they get stuff from Amazon yeah, and, exactly. and and Netflix. So mm-hmm. maybe, but. Again, I bring Mr. Lonely because, Mondo, it's your first time seeing it. Give me your, it's your first time, but give me your last thoughts on Mr. Lonely. My pick, what do you think? All right. So Give be- me the lowdown. Hey, I'm, tell I'm me. Getting, I'm telling you. I'm Can you talk me. to me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm hey, gonna, hey, I'm going to give it to you, all right? Let me give it to you. Can you speak? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Mr. Lonely, like, it's kind of like, I don't, you know, like, you don't know. I don't. I, I don't know. Like, tell it, me. Well, exactly. You don't know what Harmony Kareen is doing this time around. You know, for sure. For it sure. doesn't really seem like him at first. You know, like it's just kind of like this Michael Jackson impersonator doing this stuff. Like, you know, whatever. It, and it feels like much more. It feels like way more mature, like than Gummo exactly. and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, and then even like obviously seeing Spring Breakers and stuff like where he's really like leaning into a style and doing it more stylized you know like this is where he's like no i'm gonna like i'm gonna make a american film almost you know like or do like you know not necessarily a good dart or anything like that but i'm gonna use those like you know like those those tools those, yeah. yeah those like i know what those look like and stuff like that you know but i'm gonna make it american and this feels like his like american film you know okay. where he's not trying to do like this was very, you know, that's funny because it, I mean, I'm not saying like you're wrong about this or anything, but this film feels, because Gummo feels very American to me. That feels very like really? middle, middle America. This film feels very foreign to me. It feels yeah. like, it that's feels so like weird. it could yeah. be a Godard film okay. in a that's way. That's weird. That's funny because yeah, Gummo does not feel American to me because he's trying to imitate those French like kind of like filmmakers and stuff definitely, like that and more but so, I, I don't and know. even I with the like, sim- even I feel like the- Gummo is just I feel like Gummo is just like a, a steak that fell on the floor that they're putting back well, in the it's barbecue like a French it, guy- it has like that American feel well it's like a you French know? guy trying a steak to make- that went through a tornado yeah. it's like a French guy <laughs> trying to make an American film Gummo feels like you know like okay you know maybe, like where maybe. it's like I can he's see trying that. to make it but this is you know a friend like American guy with all his like French influences and stuff like that, and like you know French New Wave, all that, like trying to make an American film, and this is what that feels like, you know, like okay, you know, and that's what like just how steady the camera is and stuff like that, and how, I mean, like you know, beautiful the shots are still kind of they're kind of like they're not like um there's no like crazy like you know like the, he doesn't move the camera all crazy, but and also he makes the, like what, this still life. It feels very foreign to me know? because Mister Lillian because he he's not worried about plot. Mm-hmm. he's not worried about plot yeah, he's worried more about is, little scenes yeah. putting together like little scenes well, and like you know like well that's them the, just that's the know. thing about harmony kareen he's like you know he's like he's filming the best stuff yeah you know in his eyes you know yeah, like, yeah. not in our like you know like he's For like sure. he's making For, the best exactly, story plots yes. and stuff in like that eyes. you know yeah yeah it's like and that's why it feels foreign to like american audiences but he's like it feels like an american film a foreigner trying to make an american film you know and after talking about it, I mean, I liked it a little. I like I liked it a little more, you know. 
honestly at first i was like fuck this oh this movie is okay oh, like, it's just really? like whatever like i don't lonely, know like i don't i, I don't yeah, like Mr. you know like but he's really making a statement with these characters and one of the big things is the f- ending really saved it for me you know like where marilyn monroe does commit suicide oh that's you know? what, <laughs> <laughs> that's, what <laughs> that's what you're just like you know what this movie's she killed herself. Hell yeah. I'm in. I'm it in, baby. It was just like, it, Love was, this. it was saying that so much Marilyn Monroe more. Deserved like, you know, that. Like, no, no, I get you. I, I understand. Like I understand kill- what you're saying. It's like she's killing this version of herself, you know, yeah. where she got lost in it and it made her life too hard. And, and it and helped it made, him go into the yes. road that he needed to go in that Exactly. Spot. And, and it made, up, yeah. yeah, Diego Luna realize, you know. Unfortunately, like, you know, a man wrote it, so it has to be the woman that sacrifices herself for the man to grow. To, yes. Again, I'm that's sorry. horrible. We're all sorry. But, you know, I don't know. This but, is like a, yeah, it's, it's, it's a cute movie. One of those... from a, coming from a guy, it's pretty sentimental, you know. <laughs> like, you know. It's, it's, it's as sentimental as I like, get now. That's what know? I'm saying, like, you know. It's good kind old of dashboard, you know. Yeah. It's just one of those things where, <laughs> you know, where like, yeah, that, and I'm, yeah, sorry to say, like, that's what made me, like, kind of save the film for me. You know? No, no, there's not, where, that's, that's not something to say sorry. I was just joking. That's yeah. not, I mean, that actually is a pretty good way to look at that in yeah. terms of like, it's like a good way to be like, oh, because this is a very happy film. Yeah. So when you get to that point, you're like, oh, okay, like, they're, they're, they're going to be they're real. They're really it's, very, yeah. they're, I mean, you, you know, you know, they're unhappy, though, during the film, you know, like they're trying to like, you know, they're trying to make the safe space for themselves, you know. Right. But it's still like they don't know. Well, especially the Michael Jackson, Diego Luna character. Well, I guess not happy. I didn't mean happy. I guess like you know, sentimental. He doesn't yeah. know how to really feel comfortable with all these people, you know, right. like and they're trying to be these other people. But like, you know, like playing ping pong and stuff like that. And like, you know, it just it's not. Yeah, it's still uncomfortable, you know, being this person in this world, you know, yeah, where they're, again, where, like where we they're said, really just, accepting of all these things. You, you can't know? just, just because you're all no. impersonators doesn't mean you're yeah. all going to relate. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that's what really, like, kind of, like, catapulted the film, like, only me realizing, like, oh, yeah, this is good. You know, this is something else. This is not, you know, someone just trying to, like, you know, like, trying to, like, baby feed me something, you know, like. Okay. You know. So is it in or is so, it out? So yeah, uh, what's hon- your vote on it? Honestly, the whole time, really, I was not gonna let it in. Oh, like not at all. Like I was just like, this is <laughs> like I can't get into it. But wow. after talking about it and making like you know like and I feel like I could watch this again and really get more out of it. Like I'm, I let it. I'm gonna let it in. I'm voting it in. Well, you heard it here, folks. Uh, Mondo heard me talk about it. And he let it in, but no, no, but that—that's. I mean, I get that. I understand yeah. it, you know. But it's uh, that's cool though, because. Well, I that's did, the fun thing about this. Podcast. I, I did sort of feel like you were not really vibing with it when we were <clears throat> yeah, watching exactly, it. Yeah, and so uh, you know, which is fine, which is fine. Yeah. Again, you know, I, I'm not expecting you to like every it movie. I bring. It wasn't until like the first ending <laughs> yeah yeah no, that I, I really got i was like oh shit like yeah but you know i i know that you're a harmony korean fan but yeah. i know that this one is sort of not his you know again it's not a gummo it's not a beach bum it's not the this one is like Amer- his american film maybe yeah, he might even say beach bum is his american film but this is really his american film you know okay like, well you know i'm it's not really gonna argue like, with that you let it's it really in, more so like you know it's really more streamlined and like kind of like 
It is. It, it does more, feel like, like it's more trying to be more mainstream. Yeah, it, it can be yeah. more mainstream, and it looks than more mainstream yeah. than all his other films. You because know? even though it doesn't have, well, actually, you know, you know, even though it doesn't have a narrative, I feel like Beach Bum is probably his most mainstream movie. It is. But you it's can just so watch like, kind of because like, you could just watch Matthew McConaughey do whatever the hell. But the Beach Bum is way more like. I don't know, just like all over the place, sort of, you know. True. Where, true. But this one is That's more like, you know, like it's, it's like trying to keep of, like a, yeah. a vibe. It's trying to keep like steps. Mm-hmm. It's trying to show this character grow in a different way than Beach Bum does. Yeah. Where there's like this, yeah, there's like a where lot more. It's stuff kind of going like on. the dialogue kind of makes you like makes I feel make American audiences audiences more uncomfortable. You okay. Know? And all this right. one is way more like, you know, like it just kind of like flows through, and the way it's shot is just like. You know, steady and kind of like you know, like. All right. Well, yeah. you know what? I, I mean, agree it looks beautiful and stuff yeah, like no, that. It but does. Like, yeah, it's a it's filmed great. Everything done. Everything. It's cinematography by Marcel Ziskind. Mm-hmm. Ziskind, I believe. He uh he was also uh the cinematographer on The Killer Inside Me, nice. which shows Casey Affleck. But it's in. The film's in. Mono said it was in, and I voted in. But my last thoughts on it is that yeah. the reason I brought it is because, again, it's just like an underseen, maybe not underseen, but an underappreciated Harmony Korean film. Yeah. People love Spring vapor, spring Breakers. Vapors? <laughs> People love That's Spring your... Vapors. People love the beach chum. People love chummo. But, you know, no one really gets into, uh, you know, you know, when they did those double screenings, was Mr. Lonely a part of it? No. I don't remember. It I don't think a part so. Of no. It, yeah. It was uh, Gummo and Julian Donkey Boy. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it was Spring Breakers and Beach Bum. Was it that or was it they, they didn't show Trash Humpers? Oh, maybe it was... No, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, I might wow. be wrong. But, again, yeah, you know, I, you know, I like Trash This Hunters. would have been a great film to see uh, at the Egyptian. Yeah, it would have been fantastic. Yeah. It would have been, like, a really fun Where I would want him to, like, you know, yeah. like, talk about this. And film, talk about yeah. it and, and yeah. say what he, you know, what it feels like to, you know, show this film to people now. Because yeah. a lot of people don't talk about it. A lot of people didn't really talk about it then. It wasn't really anything. Bad. Yeah, this came out in two thousand seven, yeah. right? And people, I just, never, no, nobody, ever, was, like, I would, I wouldn't say it was pan, but I, I feel like people didn't really, nobody was into it. They were just like, like eh. And even he, his fans were just like, eh, I don't know about and, this. Yeah, Diego Luna, like, is fucking in this movie. Like, that's that's insane. Like, why was no one like Viva Mexico? <laughs> Diego Luna is a fantastic dancer. Fuck Michael Jackson. <laughs> Diego Luna knows how to get down. Balamo. <laughs> exactly. Like that's like a crazy like you know like Yeah. For all the every everything else that he's been recognized for, like no one ever mentions this film. Like, yeah, no one does. And yeah. I brought it because of that. Because I feel like everyone involved and Samantha Morton, we didn't really get into her, but yeah. she's a fantastic actress. She always has been. I wanna say she was underappreciated, but I don't think so because you know, she's been nominated for Oscars. She's on The Walking Dead. She does a lot of great stuff. Oh, okay. She does great stuff. Everywhere wow. she goes, doesn't matter if it's a TV show, mm. whatever movie, she always does fantastic work here. Nice. Great. Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, that's who you want in a movie like this. Yeah. When you want something that's like, you need emotion, you need grit, you know, you get this cast, Danny Levant. But the reason I brought it was get because... Herzog and the Fine Nuns. Like, yeah, hey, you get Herzog. On. I mean, we didn't even talk about how great those scenes are. Yeah. But I, again... 
We're not here to just tell you everything. And that those goes are on like nice film. little kind of like breaks from like the story. Like you know, it's just like they're beautiful things yeah. about religion. Because mm-hmm. again, I you know I'm not a religious person. I don't believe in any of that. But that doesn't matter. Yeah. I can watch films and see stuff where it's like questioning that or talking about that and like really be like, oh, yeah, that's like a beautiful thing. Yeah. And they really do it great here. Yeah. You know, you, you would think because Harmony Korine's kind of like, you know, he's sort of, you know, he's a guy who's just like, you know, I'm <laughs> punk rock. I'm going against the grain. I'm not going to like, but I, I, don't I know. he might have, you know, he might have done something that kind of talks shit about religion or maybe says that it's not cool. But here... It it really isn't not about at all. that. Like, yeah. No, it's it's really well, kind of saying I mean, well, it's sort of not really even being that it's good. It's sort of being like, well, we don't know. Yeah, you know, because you have those nuns who mm. were able to pray and they jumped out of a plane and they survived. And they survived, yeah. But then a plane crashes full of nuns. Yeah, and they don't. They're where they're going to the Vatican and stuff. Yeah, like that. Yeah, they're going know? to the Vatican because yeah. they had already jumped yeah. out of a plane yeah. and survived, but then they crash. Yeah. Like that's like it's like an ironic. It, it's thing, not you know? even really saying. Oh, God doesn't exist. But, because, I mean, well, yeah. when we heard him talk at, at Gummo or whatever, like, I don't even think he would have, like, ill will against religion, really. You no, know? he wouldn't. Like, it's no, not, that's like, what it's I mean. just something that's, he's yeah, exactly. thinking about, you know? Like, it's just something that he doesn't yeah. understand. He doesn't yeah. know. Yeah, And that's exactly. what the movie's saying. And that's yeah. what I've kind of learned as, you know, as you get older. You know, when you're younger, you... It's just you, asking questions, kind of. Right. Or just how you feel about something, Exactly. You know? It's and not that, necessarily having, like, a line in the sand kind of thing about it, you know? And for like, 2007... That's a really smart way to look at religion. Because in mm. 2007, I was a dude who was like, nah, like I don't believe in that. It's lame. Yeah, God is dumb, blah, blah, blah. That's a dumb way to be. Mm. What you want to do is you want to just be able to ask questions, be open to questions. Yeah. Again, exactly. like Albert and Einstein ask, said. Ask questions. Like you know? Albert Einstein said yeah. in Insignificance. Mm-hmm. You don't ever want to know the answer. You want to constantly be asking questions. Yes. Yes. You don't ever want to know. say, I know. You yeah. know? And this is sort of, you know, in the same vein of that. Yeah, especially in the religion he, aspect. Yeah, he doesn't you know? know. And yeah, he's yeah. asking, like, he's like, this is, yeah. Yeah. This is one of those so, things. So, again, I hope that made you guys want to watch this film. Yeah. Because I feel like both of these films, even if Insignificance was sort of not, like, the big thing for yeah. us, I feel like you guys, everyone should watch yeah. it. Go to it's, the Criterion it's Channel. It's on the Criterion Channel. Check That's available. Yeah. But Mr. Lonely is available on AMC you, you can, Plus. You, okay, so you can rent it on Apple tv if you have have apple tv okay and then you can also watch it for free if you have amc plus and i believe okay. the ifc channel so if you have the ruku and you have that just go to justwatch.com and but figure it out yeah you can find it but but yeah. rent it yeah figure out how do you can rent this figure out a way to see this because i know yeah. we've all seen gummo we've all seen spring breakers we've all seen beach woman again we might bring those later but yeah. i wanted to bring something that was different so thank you guys so much for listening we appreciate it. Again, let us know if you guys agree with us. Let us know if you guys yes. like this stuff. And if you know our one listener, Curtis, that is always like definitely listening, commenting. Like he talked about uh you know, oh Jackie Chan should be in the next John Wick. <laughs> Thank yeah. you, Curtis. We appreciate it. You listening and enjoying uh, hopefully enjoying the podcast because you're listening but and commenting well and, we always know we're know. right but it's nice to hear someone but yeah uh, i mean it. i just want to say thank you curtis you <laughs> oh know, yeah like, hell yeah shout it. out to you curtis know, like hell yeah but also uh before we get into the last mondo what are we doing next What's what are next? we doing next i can't even remember it's my picks but i can't remember what... oh my goodness mondo we are doing oh the wanderers. the wanderers i'm bringing the wanderers yeah 
to the Criterion Collection. That's not on there. But the film that's on the Criterion Collection is Quadrophenia. Yeah. And hell yeah, let's fucking discuss it and watch it. And you can find me at Young Jane Fonda on Instagram and Jordan Garcia on Letterboxd if you'd like. But also follow just the podcast. And just a recent like thing is Criterion is on Letterboxd now? Or oh, something like they? that? Yeah, they oh. just made a post about it or something oh, like that. Oh, well, I didn't know that. Yeah. But I'm in the cult. But, you know, they didn't email me, but that's fine. <laughs> but if you want to follow us, Get us on, in the closet. on Instagram, it'll be at Criterion Cult Pod. And then on Twitter, at Criterion Cult Podcast. And Mondo, where can we find you? Yeah, at save underscore Mondo on Instagram and Letterboxd and all socials. But yeah, follow me there. Thank you guys for listening. Join the cult. See you next time.